When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. Now, I need you all for a project. James Jeffries, a friend of Robert's, is sponsoring Dumpty Dum. He is very nearly as clever as Robert and actually slightly more creative. He builds prototypes for the web and does some amazing things with data for arts and culture. In fact, I may ask him to work on the village website if I can loosen Jennifer's grip on the thing. He's worked with all the best people, you know. The BBC Research and Development team creating interactive story explorers for Home Front and Peaky Blinders. For the London Philharmonic Orchestra creating a prototype of a searchable archive of their historic performances. Once he even built some tweeting receipt printers for a Bill Drummond exhibition. Now that's the kind of innovation we need for the village show. So if you'd like to talk to him about your project idea, you could get in touch with him at... Robert, Robert, what's his email address? James at shedcode.co.uk That's James at s-h-e-d-c-o-d-e dot co dot u-k or you could have a browse of his website shedcode dot co dot u-k do tell him I was looking for him if you see him won't you I want him to design me a digital research of stone It's time for me to say this is Dum Dum, the show about the reality docudrama that sits at an Ambridge in the heart of the Midlands on the spontaneous one night stand that is Roy Field Smug Brown. And with me are the <laughs> unplanned, so wrong person that is Lucy Abashed Freeman. <laughs> and the last part of our next generation of the Archers, folks, is you. Now, this week's Dum Dum comes from Lucas, Juno, and Erica. Thank you for your Dum Dum, Lucas, Juno, and Erica. Now, yes. Lucy. Yes. If somebody would like to join Lucas, Juno and Erica in sending in a Dumpty Dum, how can they do that? If you would like to sing us a Dumpty Dum, leave us a plot prediction 
or rhyme signal with single Kerry Davis, then ring us on 02030313105 or leave us a message on SpeakPipe. Thanks to Cosmo for his podcast roundups, to Shed Code for sponsoring us, and to Derek for the Lonely Back Bedroom. Uh, Derek had a very enjoyable Christmas. He went to Auntie Cardboards for Christmas lunch. Uh, she cooked from Delia's Christmas, but Derek said there's nothing beats a good stuffing by Nigel Slater. Yeah, hey. On this week's <laughs> episode, we have me being smug, followed by yep. me being correct. Yeah. And then I'll just like <laughs> And chill me being up. wrong. <laughs> Wrongity, wrong, wrong, wrongy, wrongy, wrong. Now, yep. also on this week's episode, as well as... Oh, and the site's back. That's very exciting. Sorry, it is. the website's back. It Hooray. is. It is, it is, it is. And um, short time only, folks. Enjoy it while you've got it. No. Well, oh. this is something which I will talk about later on. Uh, okay. But we are paying a shed load. And, and that's not through shed code. But we are paying a shed load <laughs> to keep this thing up. And, um, yeah, so it's going to force us to be very grown up in our uh, money, money rattling tin collections, folks. So be warned. But we'll talk about that later. On this week's episode, we have calls from Paul Room, who needs a slap in the chops. Oh, what you like, Paul? Dan John the Seventh, who's not amused. Catherine Rowan Jones, who would like the disappeared to reappear in 2017. Claire Page, who's learnt a lesson. Yokel Bear, who's not a Dalek. Dusty Substances, who will be outside the post office. Moinus, who's glad Emma Grundy's gone to space. And Andrew Horn, who thinks Kerry deserves the clap. Hmm. But first, before all of that, I'm just going to bask in my rightness and say, it's Lucy V. Freeman's week in Ambridge. The Ambridge show was all in rhyme. The writers had a fit. Linda had a stressful time, convinced it would be rubbish. Over at Bridge (laughs) Farm on Christmas Day, Henry got an orange, a little spinny thing... And an appointment with a child development <laughs> specialist. <laughs> At Rickyard, Toby had bought a reduced to clear chicken and burned potatoes. It made Pipple nostalgic for Ruth's cooking. At the stables, Shula <laughs> and Alistair were still love's middle-aged dream. Shula bought Alistair a box set of Gardener's World, the hilarious bloopers, and he bought her a ball gag. At Brooker's, <laughs> Ruth was trying to get some sense into Jill. Now look, Jill, this has got to stop, said Ruth. I don't know what you mean, said Jill airily, writing Toby is a bum flap on the kitchen whiteboard. (laughs) Over at Lower Loxley, Elizabeth said she had worked all day and was so tired she thought, Elizabeth, you deserve a treat. I have filed three pieces of paper, two people rang me up and some delivery men took me up the orangery, she said. I'm exhausted. (laughs) Auntie Lillian had given her a bolstering chat about men. And as we know, if anyone knows anything about being successful with men, it's Lillian. What with her long history of unfaithful toy boys, unfaithful jailbirds and unfaithful fascists. She's Mm. quite the Mariella Frostrup. Anyway, Elizabeth trotted off to the ball, determined to pull like a bell ringer. Sadly, though, she was marginally too late as by the time she got there, Debbie was having a look down Richard Locke's stethoscope and Tracy Horobin had Roy Tucker in a headlock. <laughs> However, I shall forgive Debbie anything for her spectacular put down of Titchy Knob, which made me clap. At home farm, Kate was trying to finish making all the costumes for the village fete. Um, did I miss something here? 
I come from a family of very talented dressmakers and knitters and crocheters and all that. And I have to use a staple gun to attach buttons, largely because sewing is really, really bloody hard. Kate volunteered to design and make all the costumes with absolutely no training or know-how whatsoever. One minute she was being taught how to use a sewing machine. The next she was zipping away, making up a fairy dress. A sewing machine is marginally more complicated than the control desk of the Kennedy Space Centre. It took me the whole summer term in the fourth year to make a lavender bag and then the bottom fell out. How Kate, (laughs) who is neither intelligent nor tenacious, was threading the thing and clattering away without hemming her sleeve to her own hair, I will never know. The Boxing Day hunt was the usual riot it always is. Lillian and Justin jogged along side by side. This is a good opportunity, said Justin. I thought I felt my phone buzz earlier, so shove it down your jodpers, Lillian. (laughs) Toby sodded off to Brighton again for another mystery jaunt. Where does he go? Why does he go? Who does he go? Why do we care? But the most amazing news was, and now I know this shook us all to the core, the show turned out all right. I mean, I don't know about you, but I really thought it wasn't going to come all right, out all right this time. And I mean, Linda thought it wasn't going to come out all right this time. And even some of the cast thought it might not come out all right this time, especially when one of the cast was unable to make it and someone had to step in at the last moment. Goodness me, I was on tenterhooks. <laughs> but the big news is that after Tom and Krusty's sausage roll back in the summer, they're now having a little scotch egg. Hurrah! The egg. <laughs> that thing about sewing really yeah. got you exercise didn't it it did it, it uh, i'm i'm loath to be wildly sexist here i suspect a man may have steady written that. steady with what you're about to say about uh males being behind a sewing machine because i've got a story to tell you but go i okay i'm not going to be sexist i'll be curiouset I think he wrote that and I don't think he's ever been near a sewing machine. It's so difficult. It's not something that you can just start because everybody would need to be pinned in. You couldn't just make them and then Mm. bring them to the show and then off they they put them on and off they walk onto the stage. You have to be pinned into them. They have to be sewn up. You have to put all the zips in. They're a nightmare. It's just not anything. I think anybody that listened to that that could sew would be thinking that's ridiculous. You know what? You are right. To sew is not very easy, let alone for someone who's never done it before and who needs to take uh, measurements of the actors. So you need to, you know, draft patterns, do measurements, uh, sew in a straight line when needs be, which is for the most part, the most of sewing needs to be done in a straight line. It's not an easy thing to be done. And you're completely right. You need to have fittings and all of that. So you are correct. But you didn't half go on about it. (laughs) I just thought you were belabouring the point when there were other things you could have been referring to that happened last week. Do you mean possibly the scotch egg? No. What then? Well, I thought something quite momentous happened uh, last week in the Archers. But maybe I was wrong, Lucy. You mean Kirsty and Tom having a scotch egg? (laughs) <laughs> well, is, is, is that what a pregnancy is referred to nowadays well it is when one of them's a sausage yes hmm now why would you devote are you trying to just get me to say well, no why yes, would you devote Roy lucy Hill. no lucy lucy like lucy lucy why would you devote yes. three minutes of your fantastic monologue to sewing 
didn't forget it. It was in the last paragraph. Did you, were you contrite enough though? Probably not. I don't really do contrite, do I? <laughs> is that is that your Lucy privilege? I ought to have had enough sodding practice, I tell you. Well, yes. it's Lucy privilege, isn't it? Just yes. never admit when, when you're wrong. She's really never apologised for explain. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, do you want to know something uh, from my deep and distant past? What? I was the only yeah. boy that did needlework as a CSE in the whole of the Midlands. Oh, you told me this before. Well, you told Dumpty Dum this before. Have I? Yeah. I best pass on then. (laughs) (laughs) Keep moving. Keep moving. (laughs) So I know know how hard sewing is, but then I'll move on. I'll move on. Right then. So um, being as I'm quite smug uh, this week, uh, what privileges does that get me? In hosting this show? Uh, you get to do all the bits written in black and I get to do all the bits written in red. How about that? That's just the way that it normally goes, Lucy. I feel I should have a special prize. I should have some Philip in my cap uh, because the fact that I called this so right. Well, mm. funnily enough, we do have two special prizes this week. Do we? For special listeners, yes. But you can't have them. I've decided. <laughs> um, they are yes, uh, three CDs called The Death of Grace Archer. Ooh. And we've actually got two um, two sets of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it features uh, Eleanor Tomlinson, Simon Russell Beale, Isan Churchman, who was the original uh, Grace, yep. uh, John Fulshaw, Pam Ferris and Miles Jupp. It delves deep into the Archer's archives to reveal the truth about why Grace had to die. That's the 2015 radio play Dead Girls yeah. Tell No Tales. But then the two more other CDs in here are um, uh, retrospectives from September 1955, which uh, features uh, the fateful night of Grace's demise, as well as 1986 and 1987, in which the residents of Ambridge, including Jill, Walter, me old pal, me old booty, Tom, Sheila and Christine, gather at Christmas and remember events of the past. Now, if you would like to win this, you have to answer one of Shed Code's fiendish questions. Go on then. What's the question? Which one of Peggy Woolley's cats died? Oh. Crumbs. She had Bill and Ben. Mm -hmm. One of them died. Oh, so you got a 50-50 chance of getting it right. You have. Okay. Because that's not an easy question. I shouldn't have said the names, should I? <laughs> well, we'll, we'll be deluged with, with, with entries now. And I reckon some <laughs> smart people hedge their bets, won't they? And <laughs> s- submit to. <laughs> okay, edit that bit out. Edit that bit out. <laughs> right, so the question is, which one of Peggy Woolley's cats died? <laughs> mm. But, oh, God, she was really upset, wasn't she? It's all coming oh, back to me now. Yeah. yeah, it was about three years ago or so. Now, mm. well, we must say these prizes come courtesy of Derek Fletcher. But uh, don't worry, we will sponge them down before we send them. <laughs> so, basically, I get nothing for being right, for calling yeah, you it. Get, you get smugness and I can't stop you. So that surely is reward enough. Right. Uh, it'll have to do them, won't it? It's not much, but it'll have to do. Right, so um, why don't we go on to our caller in Hello? Hello? 
Hello, Ambridge 3962. Who's first, Lucy? First, we have Paul Room. Happy New Year to everyone. Uh, I wanted to call in about Kirsty's not such a surprise pregnancy um, when this was announced and all the mutual Twitter backslapping that's occurred because uh, I do remember all this and Cosmo called it first uh, three months ago at the end of September and I hate to be one of these people who say I told you so because I can't stand that but... I told you so, because uh, I called in the following week, uh, as it was obvious when um, Kirsty was talking to Helen, saying she had a lot to learn about babies, and also uh, Roy asked Helen one morning if uh, she was okay, because she looked a bit peaky, and then more recently, uh, on the 19th of December, I thought, well, this is definitely a pregnancy, when at the Calendar Girls party, um, Kirsty turned down a camembert tartlet. That well, surely that's uh, you know no soft cheese because she's pregnant, and hey ho, that happened. Anyway, it made me look back at the dum de dums and a couple of little snippets um, from getting slapped down by Lucy for suggesting such a pregnancy in Royfield, who I do think rather sat on the fence. But I'll give him his uh, continued thinking that this was where the plot was going. No, 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 no. Kirsty is mm. a very sensible woman and she's dating and she wouldn't just presume we we shouldn't just presume that she's not taking any Listen, any loose I'm not saying that she is I'm not saying that she isn't Kirsty is not pregnant not 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 or if she does she doesn't know she is so all that oh, I've got a lot to learn about babies no 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 yes she's not pregnant is she Roy reassure me that she's not pregnant um I don't know and it's in the lap of the gods, the script writing gods. Paul, oh, is no. it not bad enough that I that I got it wrong without you recording me getting it wrong and then playing it back to everybody? Goodness sake. Well, it has to be said. One thing I will completely concede is that Cosmo number... <laughs> yeah, Cosmo said it way back when. Paul Room did say it. And I think it's interesting that the first people who actually said it were geezers, were blokes. Yeah. I don't I you know, I don't know. Right, but that, you know, what well, if there's any link there. And then I sat down and it wasn't the fact that they said it that I thought I believe this to be true. Um it's the whole Nuffield thing. And I completely even missed that at the Calendar Girls uh do she didn't have a drink. I didn't understand that to be explained to me the whole unpasteurized uh, milk thing, unpasteurized cheese. That had to be explained to me. Um, and when it was explained to me, I went, well, you know, she definitely is up the duff then. But for me, it was completely and utterly the whole Nuffield thing. Right. So it was, why would you have this character come back after going away to Canada and then you're going to send him away again? You're just creating the tension so that he ultimately, when he needs to go, he doesn't want to go. 
that for me was was the giveaway. So there were the there was the there were the clues on the macro level and also on the micro level, and I missed them completely on the I'm feeling a little bit peaky this morning. But it was it was the wider plot points for me, and and also Mr. Room, right? Considering me and you are, are homies, we're brothers from another mother, and all of that, right? You have completely seemed to have forgotten the times when I said that it was the Nuffield thing on Dumpty Dum, and then got me on the point when Lucy pinned me literally up against the wall and said she's not pregnant, and I did slightly <laughs> waver. I did slightly waver, and especially was it about two weeks ago? You said, "Well, come on, you know." It's like 12 weeks. You didn't quite say 12 weeks, but you said it's been months now and she's not pregnant. And I kind of half wavered again. I went, well, (laughs) you know, but yeah, the trial was September. So, you know, the maths did all add up, didn't it? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. So what's all this juicy loose about Mm -hmm. Kirsty? Oh, she's a modern woman. She wouldn't forget to take her precautions. What's all that about it? Well, she could, I mean, they're not infallible, are they? So she could well have uh, taken them. And because someone actually tweeted me afterwards and said, there's no such thing as 100%, you know, sure contraception. So for all we know, she could have, he could have been trussed up like one of, like a, like a, like a fair brother (laughs) turkey. But Mm. it got through. The archer sperm won out. (laughs) How old is Kirsty? I don't know. I'd imagine about 30-ish. Isn't she about mid-30s? Isn't she supposed to be... Um, well, Tom's older than... No, Tom isn't older than Helen. Tom's the youngest, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And Helen's definitely mid-30s. So, okay. So, you yeah. presume that Kirsty's going to be round about 30, early 30s. Yeah. Why is it that there needed to have been a malfunction of the uh, prophylactic or of the uh, contraceptive uh, used? I just think she weren't using anything. Surely there would have been some... Bear in mind that we were led in the dark and this was the Christmas reveal, wasn't it? The seasonal reveal was actually that Mm. she was pregnant. Mm. But... The older women are when they um, when they are got got to be somewhat careful here now, right? But women after a certain age who they're less likely to get pregnant in the first. Time. Well, they're less likely to get pregnant, and if they haven't had a child, um, mm. and they're up for the idea of motherhood, even if it's just in the back of their mind, they kind of take you're not more saying risks. she's done it deliberately. No. No, I'm not saying that she deliberately got up the duff. I'm not saying that she... Um, set up the, the clanger. Use yeah. the correct physical okay. terminology. All right. I'm not saying she deliberately got herself up clanger, right? But what I am saying is she thought, I'm in the moment with Tom. If it happens, it happens, and I'll just no. deal with it. I think, I think that's it because she is in love with Sausage Boy. She's mm. in love with him. He's in love with her. And this is just a classic soapy tropey device. And I mean that in the nicest yeah. possible way because I want them yeah. to be together. Oh, no, they will get together. At the moment, though, he knows he's in love with Kirsty, but she doesn't know she's in love with she him. She does. And she's she just does. saying, I now have the power. 
to use a, a, a Lucyism, because you always talk about somebody having the power. She has the power now over Tom. And, uh, you know, Tom literally, oh, he didn't destroy her, but he absolutely crushed her mm. with what he did at the wedding. And yeah. I thought that was quite funny when Kenton said that at the rehearsal. When he said, where is Casty? Why isn't she here? And he said, well, maybe she's going to she's going to turn the tables and not bother turning up for their wedding. <laughs> 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 I thought for Kenton, that was quite good. <laughs> she, she's got the whip hand now completely. And I mean that in in a way which I don't see as being evil or malicious per se, but she knows that Tom, through all of his um, self-centered, solipsistic nonsense before with his with his ready meals and his sausages, that Tom is old Tom. This is a much more centered and grounded Tom. Mm. She knows that he that, that he does actually love her, but he's a bit of an idiot, mm. and she um, is in the whip hand. Mm. One minute there. Hello. Oh, <laughs> one minute there, Lucy. It looks like it's tea break. Oh, thanks, Dad. <coughs> when I finish this, I'll do dinner. Yeah. <coughs> you all right, Dad? Mm, yeah. Right. <coughs> he sounds rough. Is he all right? Yeah. You're doing that old man clearing your throat thing. Oh, okay. They decided to do it as he opened the door for maximum effect. Then. I had my camp coffee break early this week. And a cracker. Camp mm. and a cracker. And then an, a nice bit of blue cheese as well. Rather lovely. Oh, lovely. Rather lovely. Um. Who's next? Catherine Rowan-Jones is next. Hello, dum-ti-dummers everywhere. It's Catherine Rowan-Jones in High Wycombe, 88 Ivy Fox on the Twitters, the volunteer summariser for the Ravelry website. <clears throat> Thank you for everyone who makes dum-ti-dum possible. Happy New Year to you all. What's been going on in my head? I've been in suspense all over Christmas, waking, waiting for Rob to pop up like a, a knob in the box or Jack in the box. Gideon in the box, um, the suspense is, uh, what I'd like to see in 2017, I'd really like some of the disappeared to reappear. Perhaps now the storyline that shall not be mentioned is over, maybe some of them can come back. Especially I'd like Cassie and Jamie Perks, so we can get another view of what's going on in Pat's head. And the Tucker clan, not just Mike and Vicky, and Bethany, but also Hayley and Abby and Brenda, because we've just got Roy in isolation. And if we want to know more about what's going on in Roy's head, then his family would be a good place to start finding out. Love to you all. Thank you very much. Bye bye. Catherine, I am so with you. I spent the whole of Christmas and New Year, not the whole of it, because that would be a bit weird. But every time I listen to the Archers, waiting for Rob to pop up. I thought that inflatable Santa that they found outside mm. Henry's house had been left there by Rob. Every time anyone knocked on the door, any time there was something weird. Who? I can hear a car out. I was thinking, it's him! It's him! It's him! <laughs> <laughs> I was a nervous wreck by New Year's Day. And and he was he was happily away in Hampshire eating toad in the hole and turkey, wasn't he? So 
I don't know. Yes, I think I needed to calm down by New Year's Day because I'd got myself in a state. Um, and I think that your mission to um, to get uh, the disappeared back, we got Tracy, or if for those that haven't heard, you get to hear Tracy Horobin this week. And uh, we also got a mention of Kathy back from the we dead. We did, didn't we? A present, a present delivered to to uh, Pat from Kathy. Um, so yes, it could all be happening. I just want Vicky back. Don't care about the others really. I miss Vicky. Claire Page is next. Hello, this is Claire Page, tweeting frog on the twitters, and I'm a second time caller in era. I didn't do my introduction properly last time because my first call was after a semi-sleepless night after stabbing of someone I won't name. Um, I live in France. I first listened to The Archers properly in 1989. Uh, the first plot line I remember was Brian coming out of hospital. Um, he'd had an epileptic fit after being attacked by a mad cow. And because there was someone with epilepsy in my family, I took an interest in that. Uh, 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 but there were other good storylines and I've listened ever since. Um, so I don't know what character that makes me because I don't know who was new in 1989. Back to the subject for today's call. I've learned a valuable lesson since last Friday's episode of The Archers, and that is I mustn't disbelieve the plot predictions the Dumpty Dumb has come up with. Some of you have been saying for a while that Kirsty must be pregnant. I refuse to believe it. And then, of course, she announced it on Friday <laughs> and uh, taught me a valuable lesson. Uh, don't disbelieve plot predictions because you never know whether they're going to come true so some are crazy pretty unlikely but uh, this one turned out to be true and it'll be interesting to see whether tom and kirsty actually get together properly in the end i mean tom's already taking an interest he was worried when he didn't see kirsty on new year's eve but that's we, we just have to see how things go on and I, and I do hope they get back together after some not so nice things happening it'll be Good to see Tom and Kirsty back together, but we'll see what the script writers make of this story. Anyway, that's enough rambling from me for now, and uh, I'm looking forward to, to hearing the show, the podcast, <laughs> um, when it comes out. Bye for now. Yes, Claire, if we pursue that line of thought, that makes you a mad cow. So let's not assume that's what you are. Um She's right. Never b disbelieve a Dumpty Dumber. And particularly do not believe me because I swore blind she was not. <laughs> she is. So, yes. What of the more outlandish? Well, maybe. See, maybe if that's correct, maybe we're, now we've 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 literally opened the culvert. Um, so who else? Who knows what else? Stefan's bloated body will be discovered propping up uh, the... Um, the RSJ at Grange Farm, maybe. Who knows? Um, <laughs> Yokel Bear, or Yogurt Bear, as Derek referred to him, and they were having their little chat last night. Hello, it's Yokel Bear here calling from the rolling hills of Yokelshire, which are covered in frost this morning. Um, yes, first of all, last week, presenting the podcast, oh, that was really scary, but kind of fun. And huge apologies. Um, <clears throat> sounded a bit like Darth Vader. I had my mic way too close to my mouth, so close it was almost an internal examination. Um, 
and also I was getting over a really heavy cold, so my breathing was a bit all over the place. So uh, apologies, lessons have been learnt. Should I ever, you know, present again? Um, basically, don't put the mic right up next to your mouth. So anyway, lessons learned. Right, on with the call. Um, Kirsty, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, so predictable. Yeah, they're going to get back together. Yada, yada, yada. But let's talk about Brighton, shall we? Because they've been teasing us with Brighton, haven't they, for ages. What's happening down there? There's lots of theories going around. I think a lot of people have jumped to the conclusion that, um, you know, it might be a gay thing. Maybe Toby is bi. Who knows? Because of Brighton and the kind of, you know, the, the, the demographics of Brighton. Um, but I don't think that's the case. I think quite simply, I think as simple as this, he's got a kid. And there is some kind of need for him to go down there now and again. Not sure why. Um, and I don't know, but perhaps I'm wrong, because on the other hand, maybe, you know, obviously maybe he's paying maintenance and there's been no evidence of that. But then again, he does seem a bit loose with the money. So I don't know. But I think this is all going to come out in the next couple of weeks. Hopefully, anyway, because you can't tease us anymore, for God's sake, scriptwriters. Um, so, yes, but my, my guessing is I'm, I'm nailing my flag for the mask and saying he's got a kid. There you go. That's what I think. Anyway, okay, um, that's it for me. Okay, bye. I am your father. Yes, I think you're right. I think it's a child. I think Toby is uh, has got uh, visiting rights for this child and he doesn't do it. And that's another reason, reason why Rex is so despising of him. Uh, he doesn't go and bother to visit the child very often. And he's having to fork over money. I mean, quite rightly, but that's what the problem is, because why he never has any money and why his um, situation generally seems to be so unstable is because half his money and half his time is being spent in Brighton mm. visiting his little offspring and i think it's a boy because he said oh it's a boy thing you can't come pip it's a it's a boys thing boys only thing or something that could well be the case though before uh, we did speculate that it was community service of some sort though didn't we um because he wouldn't be at a weekend then true that well done freeman you might be right about this. You're and right was, and, about the little things, and I'm right about the big things. Have you ever noticed that? I, I'm right about the things that don't matter a jot. Exactly. And you're right about the gigantic storylines yeah. that are going to change. The, yeah, those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> Should we do dusty substances now? Why not? Hello, it's Dusty Substances, the wrong sort of listener. Happy New Year to everyone. Uh, big thank you to um, Terry and Tim and Andrew and Yokel Bear and Witherspoon and Millie Bell for some fantastic uh, festive season podcasts. I'd like to say hello to Catherine from Strawberry Hill. Look out for me outside the post office. Um, my thing at the moment is that I'm really thrilled that uh, Kirsty is pregnant, but what I want her to do is to absolutely go it alone. Uh, so we have a contrast with Helen. Unlike Helen, Kirsty didn't intend to get pregnant. Helen gave 
everyone the impression that she was being strong, feisty and independent. But actually, she was none of those things, which made her really so vulnerable to the likes of Rob and uh, all that happened after that. Kirsty, I think, actually is strong and independent. I'd love to see her follow through, not get sucked into a marriage with uh, the sausage baron, which I think would just be horrendous for her. I think she could do this. I really do. Um, and a question for all of us this year is, could Kaz be the new Haley on so many levels? Uh, I look forward to exploring that possibility. Anyway, uh, thank you for a lovely year. I look forward to another lovely year listening to everyone being wonderful. Um, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye. She'll be outside the post office, all right? Yes. Um, <laughs> I think, I think Kirsty will will start off going it alone. But I think it, there is a there is a as Jeeves would say the grim inevitability of Greek tragedy that uh, she will get back together with Thomas, won't she? Sausage boy. It'll take a while though. I don't think she's uh, she trusts him enough. I don't she, know, right? You know, if there's a prop, if there's a realistic human arc to this, it won't be that as she's pushing out the little nipper, uh, you know, Tom will burst into the delivery room. What if this if this was real and true to life when she's going for antenatal classes, she'll go to that first one and she she's not going to be the only woman on her own. But mm. my God, those couples can be smug there. Like, look at us. Yeah. We're having our first yeah. baby, yeah. blah, yeah. blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. You know what? Number one, Tom will be saying, can I come? Can I come? Can I come? Yeah. By session number three with that middle yes, class smugness. Tom had said smugness. that a bit more often at the time. <laughs> she wouldn't be in this mess, but anyway. <laughs> mm, that, that's, that's quite a good gag there, Lucy. By session number three, she will want to join in with the smugness and say, I've got a partner too. Yeah. She absolutely will. Yeah. Um, Moanis. Oh, please step by me, Diana. Hello, it's Diane here. Moanis on the Twitters. Anyway, skipping over Royfield's no doubt smug gloating about getting it right about Kirsty being pregnant. Um, wanted to talk about one of the Archer's alumni, Felicity Jones. How good is she in Rogue One? We cannot ignore this fact. It's absolutely brilliant, and it's great to see the former Emma Grundy doing so well in Hollywood. If my father built this thing, we need to find him. All right. How many do I need? They are requesting a call sign. It's, um, Rogue. Rogue One. The power that we are dealing with here is immeasurable. If the Empire has this kind of power, what chance do we have? We have hope. Rebellions are built on hope. Anyway, that's all I wanted to say. I'm just far more excited about Star Wars than I am on the Archers at the moment. Anyway, take care. Love to you, Royfield. Love to you, Lucy. Bye. Felicity Jones on Rogue One. I t- have you seen it? I have. And was she, is she very good? She's, she's a consummate 
actor and um, she doesn't have the force but she re- leads the rebels and she self-sacrifices and and she's a brummy to boot well there you go you see that's emma to a t mm. she self-sacrifices she hasn't got the force but she leads everybody and she's learning <laughs> perfect i did watch it also james moores um on the twitters said uh, darth vader didn't do a lot on rogue one have to hear him on dum de dum Uh, (laughs) well well done yokel bear (laughs) yes sorry yokel bear and andrew horn i haven't actually listened because i have literally been in bed coughing for a long time but i will listen for every all the all the all the things that everyone said has been lovely that they really really enjoyed it when you did it so i will listen and then i'm sure i will give you my congratulations as well and thank you so much for stepping into the christmas breach you're yes. very kind yes you do a very good job um i think yokel bear um you might need to go down the doctors and and have that checked out though so <laughs> 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 uh, have um, we done the calls? Uh, we've got Andrew Horn. Oh, all right. Greetings, Earthlings. Andrew Horn here. I wasn't going to call in today, um, but I have two things I do want to uh, say. Um, first of all, thank you, everyone who's left such uh, positive feedback about the uh, episode that uh, Mark and I did. Um, it was good fun and so glad you you loved it despite the difficulties we had with the sound and the other is i just want to say as i'm sure lots of others have is how wonderful uh, uncle god kerry's scripts have been uh, this week doing the uh, the crossover between all the pantoverse and the uh, dialogue and the hidden meanings um it's been a real joy uh, particularly um Kirsty's revealing that she had a feeling deep inside so no surprises hashtag Kirsty's prayers anyway speak to you all again soon hope you're having a lovely new year bye who says well done Kerry the scripts have been very good but my god he must have bust a gut doing all those rhyming couplets mm. I tried to do some I was going to attempt to do the whole monologue in in rhyming couplets and I got three in had a drink did one more and then thought oh this is awful and i just gave it up it's so hard because you can't do punchlines because you've got to keep faffing around with flipping you're sort of shoehorning punchlines in that aren't funny just because they rhyme (laughs) it's terrible so well done kerry my god i bet you were bloody thrilled when you discovered that they (laughs) they linda was going to do it as a rhyming couplet thing um but yes the scripts have been have been lovely and i like the way kirsty wasn't i agree i like the way kirsty wasn't coy at all when she told top she just said i'm just going to come right out and say it i'm having a baby and it's your baby and that's that there was none of this you know i thought oh, that that was news. a, a little bit of genius but it was just like she was just telling him that she changed the tires in her car yeah Oh, by the way, I've got a new mobile number. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. he just went, "Oh, well, have you? You know what? What model? Yeah. What model phone oh. you got now, or yeah. whatever?" Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, Samsung. Oh, nice. All right, smashing. You know, and I, I appreciate he was somewhat in shock, but I'm saying I thought that was script writing genius in that they yeah. underplayed it, considering yeah. that yeah. we all thought there was going to be massive fireworks. Yeah, yeah, at Christmas, 
and you know there was the inflatable santa and that was part of her kind of um that in terms of that that actual bit of dialogue that was part of her the control thing that you were talking about earlier it was her saying this is not your thing this is my thing i am pregnant i am having a baby it is your baby but more it is mine and you know i am telling you because i'm a decent person Mm. and uh, uh you know and and it, it, she doesn't let him or she won't she she hasn't and she doesn't seem to be now uh letting him sort of take over or get carried away or kind of um interfere at all she's being very controlled and very kind of uh uh in command of herself which is ace mm. As, which is what we'd expect wouldn't we from kirsty well, that's the kind of girl she is. <gasps> oh, now we've had an email from Good heavens. We don't get many we... of them anymore. We don't. Uh, we have from Cosmo <coughs> who says, I think he might be feeling a little bit smug as well. You know, well, I'm pleased to see that my prediction <laughs> has finally materialized. He says, mm-hmm. um, it would appear at the moment to be a rerun. He should have Royal... said, he should have said, I'm pleased to see that my prediction is gestating. Yes. Mm. Uh, with Kirsty bringing up the baby as a single mum. Sorry we didn't hear more from Kaz. That's all right, Cosmo. It wasn't your fault. I had hopes of her being tempted to come to the village, working in the farm shop and so on, but it sounded like she has departed. While I happen to think that Jill... Yes, I think she's gone. Oh, no, I don't know. I don't know. While I happen to think Jill is almost entirely right about Toby, I see him very much as the apprentice at Kenton's knee in the same way that Kenton was apprenticed to Nelson many years ago. He is a joker, and I do happen to think that he will not break Pip's heart, but he will take over the comedic entertainment within the Archer family from Kenton. Comedic entertainment? Kenton? He's about as funny as a cup of cold sick, but anyway. And home farm... I am with Brian. They are not making any more land. Buy as much as you can afford to build the business. It's what farmers want to do. Brian is wrong to stop the herbal lays. If the new land is poor, then perhaps move the lays around and put the existing lays under maize crops again. But bigger is better. I just wonder if the land could be split so that both home and Brookfield farms can be larger. That might be an even better outcome. Less financial strain at home farm and the chance for Brookfield to develop some additional businesses to feed Pip and Josh and Ben. So perhaps Debbie is right. Of course is right debbie is right about nearly everything in the world possibly mm. everything in the world i wouldn't like to say but when she said to titchy knob yes i used to have a boyfriend lady it was brilliant it was I brilliant even where i was when i heard it it was great and i was i clapped <laughs> i was in the well, middle it, of forest well, it only happened about a week ago of course you can remember no but you know when you remember when you know that you'll remember when you have a, a, a reaction to something and it sort of brightens your day up so much you actually physically remember where you are and what you do. We haven't given her the plaudits which she deserves, really, you know, no. in, in terms of that. And that was another great episode and a, and a great scene. And just this bloke who just everyone despises, yeah. flailing exactly around. Why that was why you're standing on your own. Exactly. And all that. You know, oh. the secret Santa thing, the and even Justin saying, oh, I'm surprised you came. You know, I'm surprised you're Because yeah. yeah. remember, Justin doesn't want him to have any social, he doesn't have yeah. any social reacts, social uh, relationships with, with anyone. Yeah. He doesn't. Yeah. He wants him to be his blunt hand. He doesn't want him there at and all. And also, I, mm-hmm. I cannot 
express how delighted I am. I think you can, Tam- and because you, you're about to. That Tamsin Greg mm. has continued to play Debbie. Yes. Because she is such a big actress. She's a brilliant actress, and she's such a big actress, mm. uh, and so successful. And, you know, she's doing all these Hollywood things, goodness knows what. And she's still coming back to Birmingham and recording and not being too grand for it. And it's just wonderful. And it's part of what makes the Archers so special, I think. No, it is. It is. It is. Yeah. You know, you're spot on the money. She doesn't have to do this at all. She obviously does it because Shotzi loves the institution of the Archers. And, and um, And because she has made debbie her own um she has that flexibility yeah. of coming back kind of whenever there is a, a gap a hole in her diary and kind of yeah. stories are then kind of you know kind of put around that and long may that continue i think she has a beautiful voice anyway but uh i i i just think her her delivery is 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 amazing the kind of the rye the way she deals with brian mm. that kind of you can you can almost hear the eyes rolling you know and the kind of and the sort of she does this kind of benign inquiry that's got a bit of an edge to it when you look under the surface it's just really lovely mm. she's ace ace uh, ace ace yeah. anyway that's the caller in and that's the emailer in mm, but just before we go because i ain't finished right okay. um <laughs> ian and debbie are the two characters that who are the conscience and actually are you know kind of morally pure aren't they 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 understand things and give you a very clear insight and and it really is the yeah. writers writing this person kind of w- without any kind of social bias so you get yeah. as i said like with susan it's like well this is the daily mail take on things uh mm. you know with those two characters you don't there isn't any spin however i think that debbie's wrong about the land in theory yes she's absolutely right Brian should be careful about the, you know, it's not necessarily the decision to get the land. It's the way that he's going about it and not listening to uh, to Adam and the fact that Adam is the future of the farm. But Colvert Gate has got to go somewhere. And we know that geologically there is something up in Ambridge. So that, you know, my prediction, as I said before, is that Justin Elliott knows that this land is hooky and that's the reason why he's getting rid of it. Yeah. And you're probably right, Royfield, and I'm not going to argue with you anymore. And remember, she doesn't have to be right as about I that. am oh. right about the big things. I'll just leave you, little lady, to the little things. Did you just call me little lady? I did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh... little Miss Giggly next. <laughs> That's what I should have done if I was on my game. This is (laughs) coercive control. I'm reporting you to everybody. (laughs) Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Well, I'll tell you what, why don't you report me during the ad break? We'll come back the other side and tweets of the week. In an uncertain world, there is always music which can be listened to in good company. Welcome to Friday 15, the show where we speak to friends and interesting people to the backdrop of great tunes and allocate 15 minutes to both. I mean, I was eight years old, interesting, the same age as the uh, Dragon King's daughter when she comes out of the sea. But um, well, what was happening to me when I was eight years old was that I was at the hands of a paedophile in, um, in a classroom for a year. And... Awesome. Yeah. Um, for me, I... Well, and I think the reason that I somehow managed to, to win in the end is that, for me, it's about an economy of the three things that bring a song together. Catch up with me speaking to friends and interesting people every Friday afternoon on Friday 15, which you can get, of course, from a podcatcher of your choice. I am suitably refreshed from my uh, dad's cup of coffee that he made me and my little cracker. Um, but you know what, Lucy? It feels odd coming from an ad break and not saying, well done, Millie Bell. Let's say it anyway. Well done, Millie Bell. We love you. Well done. <laughs> It was really lovely listening to a chat on on the uh, special Yoko Ben Andrew Horn episode, which of course I listened to, Lucy. Yes, I know, because you are a better person than me. Well, yes. Over me basically. <laughs> but no, Millie, it was lovely uh, to hear you then, and hopefully we'll get you back next week. Show's not the same without her. Show must go on. Uh, Lucy, tweets mm-hmm. of the last... Oh, what are you going to do? Seven days, 14 days? Take your pick. Oh, I've gone for seven. All right. Uh, they, these are mostly about 
to... <laughs> oh, well, I'll just tell you what they are. Shall I do that? Um, uh, Vincent, I'm Vincent Murphy, said, you, you cynical Archers fans are going to be sorry when we find Toby's the founder and self-funder of Brighton's only orphaned panda sanctuary. <laughs> <laughs> Miranda said... Not that, not Justin's Miranda. Mm-hmm. All the falling over Miranda, a different one. Mm-hmm. Uh, said, so, Sausage Boy has had a bonk and thus conceived another twonk. <laughs> 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 Kenny Higgs said, sorry, Pip, I have to go to Brighton. The mayor called. Apparently they found a woman I haven't banged yet. Um, <laughs> ben Johnson, not the one that can run very fast, another one, said... Weddings, pregnancies, supermarket contracts. When will Sausage Boy learn to pull out sooner? And <laughs> Oedipus said the baby should be called Tweetalong. Tweetalong <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the end of the Twitters. Oh, forever? I hope not. Yeah. I hope there's no, going to no, be some no. more Twitters next week. Five, didn't it? I didn't mean that. Okay. Because they are looking at selling it, aren't they? Are they? Well, because it's not making any money. It's losing money hand over fist. <laughs> and actually, its growth in users is absolutely flat. So the speculation is that in 2017, it'll be a Google or somebody, some large uh, online company will actually snap it up and actually make sense out of Twitter. Twitter makes sense as a a media, social media platform, but actually as a cash-making business, it doesn't. And one of the key reasons is because it's actually hard to explain succinctly actually actually what it is. So um, its kind of take-up growth is actually incredibly poor. Whereas Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook continue to put on users. And you think something like Facebook, there's over 1 billion profiles. You think, well, God, it's got to slow down. Twitter is about a quarter of that at best. And actually, its user engagement is much less. Well, its active user base is actually much less. And and that base is is not growing. You know, um, teenagers aren't necessarily on Twitter. It's all us kind of media chatterati Um, folks. Yeah. So... Yeah. Yep. So when you say it's the end of the Twitters, mm, you never know. <laughs> that wasn't a prediction. Don't tell me I've got that one wrong as well. Well, nah. Some someone will snap snaffle it up. Though Vine's gone, though. Talking about social media, uh, bits yeah. of social media which are gone. So you know you yep. can say that these things actually do just you know run into the buffers. Vine yep. didn't make any money either, and they went, "That's let's shut that one down." So mm. anyway. We need to tell people that there is a Dumpty Dum meet-up on Thursday the 12th of Jan. Wait a minute. I wrote what? that. I know. All right. Go on then. Oh, sorry. But it was in a different colour, so I thought it was meant to be for me. No, I just forgot to change it to black. But go on. Oh. You can, you read uh, these things much more beautifully than me. You make the, the, the event sound much more um, high-powered and, and much more <laughs> elegant than me. They sound like... Might not be high-powered and elegant. Spitting sawdust right. when it comes out yeah. of my brummy mouth, but go on. Uh, there's a Dumpty Dump meet-up on Thursday the 12th Ooh. of January at 6pm at the mm-hmm. Tyneside Bar Cafe, the Tyneside Cinema, 10 Pilgrim Street, Newcastle-upon-Tyne, NE16QG. Um... And that's it. If you would like to go, then go. Um, <laughs> if, you, if you don't want to go, I wouldn't go. Um, 
<laughs> wow, you should work in marketing. I'm telling you, <laughs> you know how to sell an event, Freeman. <laughs> no, but seriously, if you do want to go, let us know. If you're shy about it, you can even DM us and tell us in secret, and we can put you in touch with the lady who is organising it, and then uh, you can find out some more details. But otherwise. It's 6pm, 12th of January, Tyneside Bar Cafe in Tyneside Cinema, 10 Pilgrim Street in Newcastle. Mm. I think I've been there before. It was rather nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm almost positive. I had a rather lovely, God, it was about six years ago or so. Um, I had a lovely weekend reviewing Swish Hotels up there for my website at the time. Ah. Lovely, 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 lovely. Really, I, I, I love Newcastle. Lovely place. Right, uh, folks, uh, guess what? Website's back up. Yay! And um, I'm going to say this, though there's no specifics. I need to talk to the boss, Lucy, about this off mic, and we need to uh, plan this out properly. Uh, but we are going to institute the members-only content at some point this year, uh, and it needs to be sooner rather than later, because, yes, the site is back up, but... We are having to... Whitfield is now minus a kidney. Literally. Literally. Um, so we've... we've, we've... A bit yellow. <laughs> we've had to play... Uh, uh, well, I can't say an absorbent at some because ultimately the site is up and it is malware-free. But we've had to go to um, a company called SiteLock that give us daily scans of the malware and have actually replaced... Why do they hate us, Royfield? Why do the Russians hate us? Well, number one, it's the Azerbaijanis. The Russians is some, something else. Um, oh. So the Russians were... They, pissed they off the Azerbaijanis, for crying out loud. All right. This is how I understand how this stuff works. So uh, we all know there is the internet, and I think uh, a lot of us know that there's a thing called the dark web. And on the yes. dark web is where you go and you... Can... I got on it by mistake once. Really? Yes, I was doing some work for, oh, for, um, I was doing some work for an organization that, that, that deals with the dark web. Mm-hmm. And I, um, she asked, the, the client I was working with said, oh, who's this ISIS? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a jihadi archers fan. <laughs> um, <laughs> um Arch is extremist. Can you just look up something quickly for me online? Uh, and she gave. She didn't have her laptop. She gave me that. I said, "Yeah, what's the password for the Wi-Fi?" And she just reeled off this password, and I mm. put it in. Typed in whatever it was she wanted me to look, and a page that, uh, uh, that didn't look like anything I've ever seen before online came up. Mm-hmm. It, it was Google results, but but. Um, uh, but not the droids I was looking for. It was just kind of um, all this. There was a lot of code. There was a lot of um, Cyrillic alphabet. There was a lot of stuff that just didn't look normal. And I said, oh, I think my laptop's playing up. This doesn't look right. And she suddenly sort of paled and said, oh, sorry, we've lifted the restrictions here. Normally, when we normally use the Internet, we only use 20 percent of it. There's 80 percent of it that that is dark web that we don't see. Mm. And I had logged in because of the password she gave me into the wrong bit. And um, did yes. you buy an Uzi? That's <laughs> what people do on the dark web. Don't they? <laughs> I couldn't find the archers. 
the dark web not all it's cracked up to be then is it <laughs> you can't get the you arches <laughs> password didn't work anymore cardo <laughs> 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 delivery went all to pot <laughs> well um, delivered to somebody in vladivostok or something <laughs> <laughs> anyway so i do know what is a dark web all right yes. so how i believe this stuff actually works is so on the dark web you can literally order anything and you can say things like I want to take down a website or I want to hack into the DNC's server. That's, you know, you, you, anything goes on, on the dark web. And because of the very nature of it, uh, people pay for things in Bitcoin, et cetera, et cetera. You, you know, you can't be using a regular credit card on the dark web because not everything is, is illegal, but most things are somewhat nefarious at best. So what I believe we've been the victim of is the fact that if you are a hacker, one of the ways in which you advertise um, how good you are is by taking down uh, websites, legitimate websites. And then whilst they are, whilst they've been hacked, your code is all over that website. So there's a graffiti tag. Exactly. So then you turn around oh, on the dark what web. kind of sad buggers do this, honestly? Well, it's... It, it's a way of conducting well no it, it's a way of conducting business dare i say it so then when when our site was originally hacked uh, and went down completely if you typed in the name of the person who'd hacked it we were uh number uh, dumpty dum was the number one result so you then can imagine that actually then what goes on in the dark web is that you you, you say look i can take down any website and to prove it, you go, look, you type in my name and I appear on the web on, on a site which I've taken down. So we've just happened to have been, uh, you know, we're just collateral damage. Someone, someone is showing off, uh, sh showing off their skills mm. and, they, and they've taken down a legitimate site. So it's nothing, you know, it's not the people from Penny Hassett. They're just upset that we've right. been up Ambridge all the time. We just, you know, that's what's happening. It's just pure bad luck. But the thing is, is that how websites work, uh, at least our website anyway, is that it's on a platform called WordPress. And then we have various plugins and you constantly have to update the, your core WordPress code and then the plugins. Because what these hackers do is they test the plugins and they test the various versions of WordPress, the fundamental platform to see where the holes are and the vulnerabilities, and then they exploit that. And what we are now having to do all the time is update every plugin with each time there's a new version that, um, you know, get, gets released. And we can't afford to do that anymore. This is way beyond Jesse. What Jesse mm. did before our techie, <laughs> Jesse got the way site. Way beyond Jesse. It is. <laughs> Sorry, it, it's just like... Well, it's like, it's like a euphemism for something else. <laughs> oh, my God, he is way beyond Jesse. <laughs> Jesse was brilliant, but what Jesse could do was... You know, I could look at the line of code and then see where there was a, a, a rogue bit of HTML. I could do that and take it off. But what and I was just doing it by by sight. What Jesse could do was put it, have everything in a database, and then clean it much more systematically. What Jesse couldn't do is to determine which of the plugins and which bit of the WordPress code was most vulnerable to the attacks. So 
I cleaned it off initially, um, but I was missing missing bits of uh, more uh, insidious code. Jesse completely got rid of it, and the site was up for two months. But what these guys do is they just keep pinging. So what they're doing is they're sending these little requests to websites, you know, all over the all over the globe, and then haha, they find they find a way in, spread the That's malicious what, code. When I, when I was doing this this work with the client that <laughs> that uh, was on the dark web, ISIS, the woman I was working with, mm-hmm. Mrs. ISIS, said <laughs> she said she said it's like somebody a burglar going to your house and trying all the doors and all the windows exactly, and then yeah. they'll go keep going to a, another neighborhood and then if, in a month's time they'll come back to yours and try again and see if you've forgotten to lock it this time yeah no that, that, that's perfect analogy so what, what we hadn't done is figure out where exactly they'd they'd come in and they just came back and then bang and the, but this time bluehost our company that hosts us just took us completely down so whereas beforehand you actually well, it's not on... safe for them is it no have... no exactly we're, and we've ex- got the plague we're marching all over there <laughs> <laughs> well it's ex- and exactly what it's like said. somebody who comes to work with they're really really in and says i thought someone's coming and help and you're like no go away you've just given it to everybody yes yes that's us covered in spots and so in the corner that is the reason why, folks, uh, we're going to have to do this members-only content, put it behind some kind of paywall, um, and it will be interviews with, with the actors. I know that over Christmas you had Terry and you had Tim. I think they're two really good shows, but we, we're we going to have to get much more serious about the running costs of this whole thing. Yeah. Because sight lock... serious faces on now, don't you, Dennis? Exactly. Not joking around. Not no. joking around. No, no, no we're no. not nice, Dumpty Dum anymore. We're now nasty, mean. No, no, no. We're grown up, Dumpty Dum. <laughs> yes, we've been yes. adult, Lucy. We're Dumpty Don't. That's what we are. <laughs> well, whatever, whatever it is, what we are is what we're going to have to do is pay sight lock um, a shed load of money for at least whatever the next. Whatever it is, it's going to be expensive. That's what it is. There yeah. you go. There you go. So. um You've you've been dutifully warned, folks, and it's not because we're money grabbing uh, bastards. We do this thing for love, but um, love in and of itself is not keeping this uh, whole show on the road. You know that's the unpalatable economic love truth. Love don't of pay it. the rent, as Dolly Parton probably said. Mm. Right now, talking about money, there are mm. two ways you can help keep our little show. On. <laughs> <laughs> that was a um, uh, you know, folks, now the site's back up. You can go on to a WW and hit that donate button and throw us a few shekels. Uh, or you can go to patreon.com uh, and you can um, support us uh, by giving us $2 per episode. And again, I know I did say this before, but whatever, however we, we actually do this, if you already regularly contribute to the show, we're not going to ask you to contribute again. You'll be, automatically will be upgraded to the members feed. So all those people on Patreon or the, there's about 10 or so people on, on uh, PayPal that have uh, created recurring payments, you will automatically be be upgraded. So you don't have to worry that you're going to have to pay twice, twice for that. Um, tractor. It's our way for you to uh, meet other dumpty dummers 
and um, just, you know, commune with your fellow Archers fans. Go on to our site, dumdum.com, click on that tractor tab if you haven't done so already and pin yourself to the map. Um, we'll talk more about clusters another time, but it's lovely to see that the people up there in the northeast decided, you know what, we're clustering. Let's meet up because we are. Let's have a quick cluster mm. while we've got a chance. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, keeping up the the theme of remembering, folks. Remember to get in contact. You can send a voice message via Speakpipe on our site, which is now back up, or. Um, when the site is down, you can call us on zero two zero three I tell you what, the money we're paying, it should never bloody be down oh. again. Uh, loose, uh, no. you know what? You'd have been proud if you'd have heard me on the phone to Bluehost yesterday. Because were you, were you haggling and bartering? And well, no, I told them how it was, and I said I'm not going to be bothered by. Site lock telling me that the site is up. Sorry, the site is clean of malware. Than them telling me that it's not. I said, "Why the hell I have the as the customer have to be telling you that it's up when they ve- very clearly tell me at the end of their email that they're going to ping you immediately so you can switch it on." I do not want to be bothered with this. I'm paying you enough Woo-hoo! money as my site host to keep my site up, and I'm paying them enough money as uh, my cleaners of my site and to get rid of the hackerware and malware. So this is my Christmas and my New Year's is not going to be ruined by this one more time. Three times over Christmas, I got emails saying, your site is now free of malware. You can be be activated again. And I was not. I said, you speak to them. You, Bluehost, you speak to them and tell them where they're going wrong and where the malware still is and stop bothering me because I spent an hour and a half on the phone on January the 1st, waiting for someone oh, to speak oh, to me. Oh, oh. And it was just an hour and a half too long as far as I was concerned. Anyway, the site's back up now. So, <laughs> <laughs> and Whoa, it better Lord stay Lord got his big girl pants on, didn't I, he? I, no, loose. it was too much. It was yeah. just too much. You know, and just the guy at site lock as well was like, oh, is this, is it, oh, did we miss some, some of the code? <laughs> oh, it was, it was, that happens sometimes. <laughs> I, was, I said, you know, you know, that's just not good enough. You've got me into a six month agree, six months agreement, paid money up front for this. For you to say that's what happens sometimes is not good enough. And he said, sir, you're absolutely right. I said, I know I'm right. <laughs> you know what once i used to get all my um uh, i used to use an organic delivery service mm. who shall remain nameless right. and uh, they employ a lot of uh kiwis and aussies to uh, sit on the phones and 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 do their customer service stuff organic kiwis yeah oh. and uh that's why customer service is rubbish because you're being answered by a piece of fruit um <laughs> and uh I left them a very because they'd they'd, they'd as so many of these companies were doing at the time they'd mm. switched to online ordering, and uh, it and at the time I was writing people's websites. I mean, doing the copy for, mm. uh, and uh, they let uh, my whole order had gone wrong. It hadn't appeared. It was and the login didn't work and the thing didn't work. And when you got on the site, it booted you off after two minutes. Just an absolute classic we released this website way earlier than we should have done because yeah. we haven't actually beta tested it and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And um, 
so I left them this fairly sort of uh, grumpy email message and I got the most charming um, answer phone message back from the world's most inept customer service person. But it was just brilliant. It was like he'd read everything that you're supposed to say as a customer service person and just decided not to say any of it. And it was lovely. So I, it went beep and I listened to the message and there was this lovely New Zealander going, um, hi, is that Lucy? Um, this, you know, it's I'm ringing about the website. It's like, it's really, really hard doing a website. (laughs) 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 And he just carried on. He said, we've had like so many really, really annoyed people ringing us and we don't know what to do. It's like, we're really, really sorry. It's just awful. (laughs) And in the end, I finished up ringing them back and offering to help to see if they could actually fix the problem and stop the website being really, really hard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It does sound remarkably like that dolt on the end of the phone at the site, like on Boxing Day. He he was just a little bit too casual for my liking, Lucy. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Considering I've just given him 300 quid and there's yeah. more money yet, yet to come. <laughs> no, oh, really? <laughs> so, uh, that was awful. Yes, it is awful! <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, on that note... Oh, no, Twitter. We haven't got to the end of this at all. Oh. <laughs> going to talk about our technological woes um on social media you can uh, specifically twitter you can find us where we're at don't you know me i'm at royfield harriet the woman of a thousand archers voices is at sandbridges and i am at lucy fee freeman um on the book of face uh if you quite simply go on to that self sale if you go on to that uh, network you can just type in dum-de-dum and you can find us there you're very good at accents but we've had this conversation before it's another reason why you and tim bentink would just be a match made in heaven i know there are so many reasons and yet he has yet to see this (sighs) Hmm. i think we should um we I, i'm gonna affect af- um, a romantic uh introduction i've already met him yeah a, a romantic introduction oh i see okay hey i just thought of something um mm. sorry if if derek offended anybody when he was um got hold of the twitter feed but if you would ever like to ask <laughs> derek a question mm. um you can you can do so on the Twitters. He's not allowed his own Twitter feed because he gets carried away. But uh, we can answer on his behalf if you want, to, or we can get, hand him the controls for 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 the time being, just uh, to answer questions. If you have anything you'd like to ask Derek, you just have to put use the hashtag Ask Derek. Oh, and at us, obviously. That sounds very exciting. Right then. Okay. Uh, have we done? Yep, yeah, we have. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Mm. Let's hope it's calmer than the last one. There's nothing left to happen, really. Everything's happened. So this is bound to be quieter. I'll go online now and found that the whole of Germany's blown up or something. (laughs) 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 Ah, Right. Done. Right. I've got to cook dinner for me, mum and dad. (sighs) 